everybody, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls. I'm Sarah Cooper. Kenzie. And we did address last week on our live the ghost fart. Yes. We're all still processing it. So if we hear another one, if I actually, if we hear it, because we swear to God, we did not hear it. No. If we hear it, we will stop recording and investigate. Also, just for full transparency, I am in my squeaky chair. So this is normal. This is normal squeakage. I'm in the same chair. I'm going to go. It's a very heavy chair. <laughs> it's really heavy. Okay. No fart. No fart. No fart. And in case anyone <laughs> is wondering, as of right now, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris has not returned my email. Boo! I think my theory is um, that there is some kind of filter their White House email that like if the word queef is in an email they do not give it to <laughs> and so I just need to take my uh my word choices better because I'm very like I need to know what's the scientific word for queef I don't know I've never had to um document that I've never had someone queef in the emergency room so I don't know we'll have to google it later because that's that's what you'll have to put in your email is the scientific term for right. queefing I don't think I learned that in nursing school or I was absent that day. That's all I can say. <laughs> I don't know what's the scientific term for queefing, but that's okay. Whatever. We had a big, exciting yes. week. Kenzie started at the... Oh, the International Cryptozoology Museum. So I'll be working there over the summer. I had my first day on uh, Saturday. It was exciting. Um, probably one of the best days of my life. Really enjoyed it. It was um, so fun. So... It was really fun. Honestly, like I was like cleaning children's fingerprints off of glass display cases. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> oh my, so, I mean, that's like the coolest place I could imagine cleaning fingerprints off of stuff. So I would Oh, be, seriously. Like I clean fingerprints off of like the glass in the hospital, but I don't get to see any Sasquatches. So well, it was cool too, because like I was talking with like people who had come to see the museum and people were asking me questions about cryptozoology. And because I work at the museum, I'm authorized to answer those questions, which like, I already feel like I might be a little authorized to answer You're most definitely questions. definitely very authorized to answer those questions. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, like people recognizing that and not knowing anything about me and being like, hey, I have this question about Bigfoot sightings. I was like, this is a dream to me. This is incredible. I'm so so I'm really excited about it. I hope I get to come up this summer and visit and get a tour and do all that fun mm -hmm. stuff. It looks so fun. If I don't get another job by two weeks from now, I will be at your whiskey event. I'm so excited. <laughs> It'll be amazing. So tonight, yep. I actually am going to ask you, the cryptid we're talking about tonight, do they have an exhibit about these guys um, in your museum? No, but when I was there on Saturday, Nate and I were talking about them, kind of bouncing our theories off each other um, mm -hmm. about them. So, I mean, I, I think Nate will be okay if I uh, share his little, it's not as connected to what we're talking about as like my theory about them. Mm -hmm. So we'll get there. I'm very curious then. If they don't have an exhibit, we should personally make one. Because yeah. I think when we're driving to CryptidCon, we can go through this territory. Oh, yeah. So I'll start with picture number one of what we're talking about. It's a guessing I, game up until I now, need if anyone's everyone listening on to Spotify. Know, yeah, I need everyone to know that I um, am a professional with two college degrees. So I was printing these up at work. And my coworkers... <laughs> Most of them know how I am. So I got a lot of, Sarah, why are you this way? What is that? What is it? It's a melon head. Incredible. Isn't he beautiful? Do you think he'd be really smart? I don't know. No. So they portray like super smart people in movies. It's like having no. massive heads. And I will preface this with my little medical bit that this condition is not called melon heads, but for the purpose no. of this, this cryptid is, this is hydrocephalus, which is um, a buildup of cerebrospinal fluid. There should only be about 120 to 130 milliliters around your brain. This is a lot. Um, and it causes swelling, obviously, all over enlarged head. Um, 
the treatment is usually to put a shunt in and this fluid goes back down the spine and kind of circulates back around. But if you have all this swelling on your brain, you will have a lot of problems in, including um, incontinence. Like you'll just be peeing all the time. Um, some Ooh. issues with like immune system response and um, some intellectual disability as well goes along with this. Um, oh. If you get this and then later as an adult, your shunt malfunctions or something and it starts up again, you can actually have a psychotic episodes because depending on what part of the brain, all the pressure is on, which I think can explain a little bit and give some truth to the story of these guys. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't really know what a, what a shunt is. Um, it's like a little, then, a little straw basically that takes the fluid from one area and just shh, like a water. Oh, slide, brain I didn't water think slide. you had it forever. You can, or you cannot. It depends on the. How does it fail? Does it like, head. does it like break it down? Get clogged. Oh, okay. Yeah, it can get clogged. Oh. That was a good medical disclaimer. I like that. Yes. Thank you. I You're learning know. more than just cryptozoology today. You, you are. And, and we will learn the medical term for queef by the end of this episode. Yes. I will okay. Google it. So I wrote all mine out as always, because otherwise I'll forget. So I have a fascination with humanoid cryptids in particular. I love that boy. At, at some point we'll talk about the ninja and I love him. I like the creepy, weird face humanoids, not the hairy dog humanoid. So I just, I don't know. I like them all, but cute. I do, yeah. I understand it's, you because I really do like the ones that are more human looking that are like, like a pale crawler. I love a pale crawler. They're yes. so scary. It scares the shit out of me. There's something so much scary about them kind of looking like you that you're like, or like yeah. you get tricked into getting too close and then you're like, oh, like. And then it's too late. And then you're, then you're dead. And then you're done. There's no saving you at that point. No, you're done. <laughs> oh, so Melonhead Legends come out of three main locations, Ohio, Detroit, and Connecticut. Usually they're described as small frame humanoids with giant oversized heads. Um, in the stories that I looked at, they're almost always cannibals and they lurk in mm -hmm. the woods. What about your melon heads? Yeah, it's basically the same. There's a, a little... Um, a little different twist on mm -hmm. the regional melon heads that I'll be talking about. Um, so we'll get to that, but they're not cannibalistic per se. They're like really? more like vampirical. Okay. But they're still feeding on something a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So not flesh. Just not flesh, just blood, no big. So this deformed people who keep to themselves trope is a big part of white people culture. Um, it started with melon heads in Bavaria, Germany in the mid 19th century. There was an alleged melon head family who were uh, blamed for several murders. Uh, I could not verify this. I found it in a couple different melon head related books and stories, but I'm just going to assume that it's uh, completely true, obviously. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. So that's. I yeah, mean, nobody would lie about cryptic. No, but that's interesting, so, though, because I like that. I like that too. Now, interestingly, I do have an actual recorded melon head family from a hamlet. And we're going to do some, uh, I don't know, geography teaching because I didn't know what the fuck a hamlet is. So a I'm hamlet <laughs> is a small settlement, which is smaller than a village. But the only distinction, the real distinction between a hamlet and a village is that a hamlet doesn't have a church. Okay. British people. I can't. So it's a, a godless village, basically. A godless village, yes. Which is, of so course, where me up. would live. Yeah, that's where I'd live, too. Um, so a church is a difference. So there is supposedly this extended family of melon heads that are thought to be the result of inbreeding, which England, it's kind of your thing. So this is very believable. So the large <laughs> round head family is mentioned in Mary Leatherborough's work, uh, seminal work on folklore of Herefordshire in 1955. This is just so That's a boring. lot of words. Anyway, <laughs> she calls the melon heads weeble heads. And oh. she says they're noted for their roundish heads. And she even has a family tree section explaining the inbreeding and the uh, problems of living in an isolated area, which is, I guess, interesting. Yeah, that, that would so, make sense. The Weeble heads were most recently spotted in like the 60s near Sandpits Estate. And there is British 
Department of Health Services recorded evidence of them, but they did not. These ones didn't eat anybody, these weeble heads. So. Okay, maybe they like, just eventually the cannibalism was inbred out. You know, know what I mean? So I do have to mention um, that one theory about the term melon head is rooted in racism. That's not so, shocking to me. Because like, when I heard the term, I was like, Yeah, it's like, that sounds a little sus. Yeah, so supposedly it stems from a term called melungeon, which is a pejorative term to describe mixed race people in Appalachia. Um, these are people who had ancestry from European outcasts of society, as well as enslaved people who made it to freedom or indigenous Native Americans. So these people, for obvious reasons, would keep to themselves. Because why would you be around people who want to trap you and force you to work? So I, yeah. I get it. So, but there's nothing saying they had big heads, but it might just be like the word melungeon got turned into it. I don't yeah. know, but it's not cool. Can we just, can we, what, why don't we just call them weeble heads then? I like weeble heads. Yeah. Personally. I don't want to, I don't want to like use a, pseudo-racist term yeah so we'll change it to officially no one can call them melon heads we are going to call them weevil heads until someone tells us yes. that's a problem because yeah i had never heard this term um i've never really spent a lot of time in appalachia either. but if if it is like a really negative term in appalachia i would like maybe that should be discussed because melon head is yeah. thrown around a lot so we'll change it to weevil heads yeah um so i'm going to be talking about the ohio weevil heads um, because they're closer to me. So they come from the Kirtland suburb of Cincinnati. And there's this whole cursed site called Swift's Hollow. Um, the family that lived there in the beginning, all their children died. They lost all their money. They left. The next family moves in. They're spiritualists. They have seances, all kinds of icky-ticky stuff. Their children all die from diphtheria. The house gets abandoned and everyone's like ghosts, obviously. Yeah. And in 1903, a Lutheran minister buys it to use it as an orphanage, um, but he was sketchy as shit and the children were horribly abused. Of course. Um, rumors yeah, spread right. that the Reverend and his wife were actually siblings um, and their previous Spicy. orphanage burned down in a mysterious fire. They were accused of some truly disgusting things, um, including feeding the children diseased flesh from sick animals. Ew. Porridge being cooked in the same pot that they use to wash soiled underwear. Oh my and God. Eating, neglect, just all of it. These aren't uh. even evil heads. These are just the, the plain old orphans. Um, so, Children Men Away reported the abuse. The state of Ohio does a formal inquiry and they're found guilty, except <sighs> there were no real laws at all surrounding <laughs> how you. Um, run an orphanage so they were just left right. off with a warning nothing's done they died in 1911 i hope it was horrible i don't understand how you can have no laws as to how you they were like we just never orphanage. thought about whether orphans should have rights like i don't know i guess you can't what do you mean me. yeah those like, are freaking children man they consider that those are humans what Try not it. only humans but children yeah it's really that's disgusting. like the line you don't cross is like when it comes to like, kids man i just feel like oh. a lot of orphanages back then had to be so up like because no one gave yeah. it no one did anything like this is just anyways they're dead i feel like that's like the thing too is like you see in like a lot of um like the paranormal field is like the orphanages are, are generally known as like hot spots because so much trauma happened there because yes. people are just like oh orphan children fuck them fuck them i guess like let's just make them do work and beat them and it's so sad awful it's like how so, can you do that the, because you're a horrible monster person who is yeah. sleeping with your sister and you're a reverend man anyway that's so a, that's a mess all this tragedy happens the land is cursed as it should be um yes. so then a this is where the mel the weevil heads begin so a mad scientist called dr crow takes over the building and says that he is conducting experiments on behalf of the american government ew that's never good i also don't find hard to believe um 
So these experiments Anything with the American government is immediately like suspicious. It's always a problem. They're always bad. Ugh. These experiments involved injecting his kidnapped victims with fluid, which caused their heads to swell. And these were intended to increase the kid's strength and ferocity. So Okay, are we said, trying to pull a Steve Rogers here? Thank you. That's exactly what he said. Jesus. America, but with giant heads and torture. It's basically what they did to Captain America, too. It just they went to the rest Imagine. of his body instead of his head. Look at them. It's so That's sad. That's so sad. Don't do that. That's mean. Oh, that one's head. Me. The other one's head looks like a, a fingerprint. I know it does. I would get a tattoo of this one, like a hundred percent. I oh yeah, absolutely. I love him. Him and that, that little puckwudgy from last week. Oh, <laughs> I you went the Tim <laughs> Allen one. I was oh, like, no, don't do that. Me. Wait, we <laughs> talked about him. Now I'm like, where's the fart? I'm on alert. Okay. <laughs> so thank God these kids turn on him, murder his ass and set the whole thing on fire as they should again they escape to the woods where they remain and bred with each other so people say that these kid these monster whatever's um steal local children and there's still sightings to this day some people say that the melon heads stare into their windows late at night which is That's... another thing i'm not cool with it Puckwudgies, black-eyed kids melon heads don't fucking look in the window yeah enough with the doing? windows Let's leave stop. the windows alone. Fucking stop. Oh, okay. I don't like that. So the fucked up part of this origin story, though, is that a researcher named Ryan Orvis with the West, I can't say this word, G-E-A-U-G-A, Guga Sun newspaper, found evidence of a, an actual Dr. Crow spelled K-R-O-H in the area around this time period. He was an unlicensed doctor who, this is my favorite, was a big follower of geneticist uh, Johan Mindel, the daddy of Punnett Squares. Oh, Punnett Square yeah. Daddy. Punnett Square Daddy. So given his obsession with genetics, Crow was accused of injecting children with various substances to increase their intelligence. It didn't work. So when his experiment failed, they said he bundled all of the children into a car and just released them near the Chagrin, near Chagrin River Road in Kirtland, and they skittered away into the night to terrorize the people forevermore. That's there are a lot of weird children's graves in the area that some people say are the graves of his failed experiments. I don't like that. Then this whole story is very sad. It's if like it's in when, any way true. It's very sad. Yeah, it's really like sad. It. But also, like when you start involving children in weird shit happening, it's like it makes it extra scary to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's believable. Because you could just like in the back in the day, even you could just steal a kid. Like, who's going to stop you? Not the law, because there's no laws. So, about yeah, it. not the U.S. government. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Not the minister. Not the the police. Like every adult in this scenario failed these kids horribly. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't want to meet a weevil head on the road. I'm pretty scared, but like. If they're murdering people, I'm not like that mad at them either. Yeah, it's like good for you. Get your revenge. Do the damn You're thing. You're entitled to it. This is yeah. yeah. It's your revenge, and you need it now. I need them to get it now because, especially if they're murdering like these people, like Doctor yeah. Crow. I'm like, go off, cut him up. I think the the Michigan in the Michigan lore, they mm-hmm. do murder the dude that's i think it is um potentially a man also named dr crow uh no but it is a doctor and in the michigan legend they do murder the man running the experiments on them so good for them Mm -hmm. they earned that i'm not even slightly mad no no what so connecticut I'll tell you about Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, Connecticut. Um, That's how I have to spell Connecticut in my head because I always forget how to spell it. Every time. Connect, I cut. And Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do Wednesday like that, too. I always have to, like, yeah, take a minute. Um, So in 1960, 
there was an asylum in Fairfield County that burned down. There are, okay, hold on, back up. Because there are two versions. There are two origin stories to Weevil Heads in Connecticut. This is one of them. So in 1960, an asylum burnt down in Fairfield County and everyone but uh, 10 to 20 of the patients died in the fire, um, including the staff. So this is not like just um, the patients that got caught in there, like this, a lot of the staff died too. Um, so 10 to 20 people made it out of this fire. They don't know for sure how many. Wait, what year um, is it? Because 1960. Yeah, they didn't have any fire safety codes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not really well-kept records of like mm-hmm. who was there. So they don't really know for sure, like who got out. Um, and basically these people uh, from this asylum fled to the woods and turned to mm-hmm. cannibalism as a way to survive. Um, so that makes me kind of assume it was probably mostly patients of the asylum. Um, one of my headphones just died. Um, wait, did both of them die? <laughs> I hear water. Okay. (laughs) You hear water? You hear water? Oh, there's a cat fountain behind me. I was like, now the ghost is peeing. No, it's peeing. No, that's a cat fountain. Okay. 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 And only one of my headphones died. So it's okay. I'm not going to cut this out because this is uh, good shit. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so that basically leads me to believe that it was mostly the patients that probably escaped this fire because, um, if you think about it, like people that have been locked in, um, you know, an an asylum at this time, first Mm -hmm. of all, like a lot of them probably were mentally ill, but a lot of them probably weren't. Um, and at that point, like being locked away like that, you wouldn't really have the social skills to be able to survive in the world after that so fleeing to the woods and turning to cannibalism like kind of makes sense um also like if you weren't crazy to begin with that the treatment you received in there surely would have made you lose it like yeah and it's also like if you ended up like getting out of there and like escaping in this fire like Mm -hmm. what are the chances they would just relocate you to a different asylum yep it's like you don't really win unless you flee to the woods yep Goodbye. So that's the first theory of how Weevilheads um, kind of came to be in Connecticut. The second theory, and I like this one a lot, is that um, the Weevilheads are descendants of a colonial era family um, called the Shelton Trumbull family um, that were accused of witchcraft and forced into the wilderness. This is the one of the theories I read that I enjoyed the most. I was actually very into it. And I kind of was like, well, maybe this family in Germany was the same thing they were accused of witchcraft and so they were like fine fuck this bye like i like that yeah so basically this um the second theory with this like this family and their descendants basically they stake claim to this one area in connecticut um that's known as dracula drive which does have like an actual oh, name that's awesome oh wait that's and not I the real right name of the street no, it's not. It's like, that's like the, the common name for the street. It's not the actual no, name. For it. okay. I don't remember what the actual name of the street is called, but it is like a street that if you type in Dracula Drive, Connecticut, it will bring you to the actual street name. How have they not renamed it? Just rename it that. It's cool as shit. Whatever. Like they probably don't want to like add more fuel to the legend just because people always like get really weird about this kind of stuff anyway. So I feel like they probably didn't want to like add to it and have like people coming in all the time, like trespassing through this land, trying to find these weird creatures. Yeah. So basically um, this family did have some cannibalistic tendencies, but eventually grew to just being vampiric and feeding on the blood of trespassers of Dracula, Dracula drive. Sorry. Hmm. pretty cool kind of like I it I really like it it's less scary to me like I feel like I could start, I'm gonna do more lip gloss this is obviously like halfway through my moment okay I would definitely feel like I could survive someone drinking my blood more than trying to eat me alive and it would hurt less so I'm not like as scared do you think I'm that okay I it. feel like they would probably like suck you dry though do they have so one thing I read about them said that they had little like that boy shark teeth. Ooh, so I was like that would hurt. 
That would hurt. A little stabby moment. Ooh, but it would hurt no. if they ripped off your arm also. Yeah, it's just like, I feel like a bite and sucking, I could get away from it or they might not take all the blood. And unless there were like 12 of them coming after you. Oh yeah, ooh, yeah, that's Because I would assume that they probably attack in packs. Yeah. They probably have like one of them lures you out and you're like, oh, it's a little kid. And you like go to help it. And then they all surround you and like, like grab, yeah. like jump. Yeah, Let me show you a stuck. picture of, this is one of the Connecticut ones. I don't know who made this art, but I found it online and it's so gross. Hold on, wait a minute. He looks so sad. What the heck? It looks like the thing from Goonies. Yeah, it does. I wonder if he's supposed to be a weeble head. Maybe. He looks like he's doing some weird, he's like trying to cast a spell or something. Yeah, or like grab you. And then I have really sure. um, one more picture that I I did write the bad word, the melon heads on here instead of weeble heads, but it does have some important notes such as um, worst Captain America ever. <laughs> Hearing in the window, absolutely. Fuck Can you imagine note. if that one specifically fucking, was in your window? I would, I would burn my house head. down. And then I said MK Ultra Melon Kids. Interesting. Yes. Then I made a Punnett square. Oh. Which is Bat Boy and Melon Heads. So it's Bat Boy makes Melon Bat, Melon Boy, Bat Head, and Boy Head. I like Boy Head. I like Boy Head. Then I put Nazi experiments to US government. No, thank you. Fuck that. <laughs> so those are my, Honestly, like, my Melon Head notes. <laughs> if I had to put money on like some like explanation for the existence of melon heads it would be on u.s government experimentation uh yeah yeah that sounds exactly like something they would do like they would Mm -hmm. get a bunch of orphans Mm -hmm. or kids on the street and just start pumping their heads full of stuff and back in the day they would have thought like if we put more fluid it'll make them smarter like there were they weren't putting a lot of thought into these experiments I heard you have a Dover demon theory though, which I'm very- I do have a Dover demon theory. So are you familiar with the Dover demon and what he looks like? I have seen a picture of him and he's like lurking and he's got a big old snoggin. But I thought he had peanut shaped head. So that, my theory is, I'll be honest, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think think it could- could have a little bit of uh could hold a little weight my theory is basically that the connecticut version of the weevil heads um links to the dover demon sightings and why i think that is because the dover demon like physically with the exception of the three fingers Mm -hmm. um is almost a perfect match to the like physical description of a weevil head um like the head shape the height uh, the way that they walk, uh, their kind of weird standoffish nature, unless mm-hmm. they're attacking you. And like a um, the small body, all, like kind of mouthful. Yeah, like, child-sized, like, yeah. yeah. Tiny. They're all very similar. And I, my theory is more, especially because the Dover Demon was only seen um, three times over the course of one night ever, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, I kind of almost think that it was maybe a weeble head that had kind of wandered away, especially because Connecticut and Massachusetts border each other. Um, and Dover, Massachusetts yes. is, it is a little bit further away from Connecticut than, than I would like, than I think like would help, um, kind of add to my theory here, but, uh, it's not totally unrealistic to think that somebody could have walked that far, uh, because there was a point when we did not have cars, and yep. people walked that far. So, um, so my theory like is basically. And yeah. you're like not in your right state of mind. You can do a mm-hmm. lot of physical things that you may not be able to do otherwise. So he could have just yeah. kept on walking and could've ended up wherever. Yeah. My theory is more that just um, this weeble head was maybe like staking out the land kind of looking to see if there was like a place for them to move to or maybe um, like a fresh food source or something Mm -hmm. um, and kind of got scared off by these people that it you know encountered three times in one night over the course of a couple of hours and maybe retreated back to Connecticut. Because he was like I mean I'd be scared too. 
Like, yeah, what are y'all yeah. doing? What is this? A bunch of drunk teenagers running at me in the Ugh. woods. I'd be like, I'm, no fucking way. I'm scared of non-drunk teenagers anyways. They're terrified. I'm scared of teenagers. I'm very teenagers scared are of them. very scary. They're so intimidating. And like, I know how They're unbelievably mean I was. I was so mean. You know what? I was a very nice teenager. And like, oh, I sometimes really? encounter believe it or not yeah I was like I was unhinged but I was nice to like people around me and if you weren't like you know acting a fool to me I was not acting a fool to you so I encounter teenagers in my life sometimes and I'm like why the fuck are you like this so I was nice to like other teenagers and friends but to adults I just had this like (laughs) just crazy disrespect like (laughs) I would have, if I saw me as a teenager, I would have bullied myself. Like oh, I would have bullied same. this. Like, so I'm like, yeah. man, like they're going to fuck me up. Like I'm really scared. Teenagers, <laughs> so if I were teenagers a, can do like really bad head, things for your like, self-esteem too. Listen. It also does kind of help my case too. Cause I'm like, I pulled out my book and like, mm-hmm. this is the, the section on the Dover demon, uh, that the Dover demon was spotted in 1977 and the melon or the Weeblehead sorry, theory from Connecticut started around 1960. So because they're in the same like time frame too, you know, give or take like 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not totally been, like, a child of one of them and exactly. then he was never exposed to people. So he was like, what? what the fuck are you i mean it doesn't explain the like you know three fingers kind of thing but i think realistically like you know it maybe you just saw it wrong or maybe maybe the product of inbreeding they just have less fingers yeah like or it could have just been a really weird genetic fluke like we don't know yeah well and i was talking to nate about this the other day and he brought up the correlation between um pale crawlers and the dover demon and i was like really that's a good theory tell me um i don't so know much about pale crawlers i know night, that's not the fresno night crawlers right it's a different crawler no so it's a completely different creature you know like on creepy okay. pasta like the rake yes 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 okay so that's basically like the rake is the creepy pasta version of the real pale, pale crawler. Do they look so like the that? pale crawlers? Yeah. So pale crawlers are reported and um, like my friend Nate, he's got a bunch of research on it. Um, I'm sure at some point he'll publish it. Um, it's very so. cool. I'd love to learn about, about it the other day. Um, but pale crawlers are really skinny. They're really tall, very humanoid looking, but like almost featureless. Um, they're always super, super skinny and they range from being like a pale gray to like a white to sometimes um, kind of orangey or yellow and just like generally fucking terrifying looking. And I think that there is maybe some kind of correlation between all of these little humanoid creatures, but maybe like the link is not what we think it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost vegetable man-ish. I still don't know what vegetable man is. We have to cover these scares. It literally like upsets me because it's it's like that. It's like a weird skinny thing and it has suckers on its fingers, like sucks people's blood. Like I'm it's my least favorite. So I went on a is deep it like a dive. broccoli? Yeah, kinda. No, it's like skinny. Ew. It's not it's not anything about vegetables. I don't know why. So is it okay. green? Yeah. Sorry. Is it greenish Go ahead. gray? Is greenish gray? Oh, maybe and that's he's got really he's skinny like arms and he comes out of the reeds and he's like, oh, I'm hurt. And then he's not hurt. And he like sucks your blood. If something that was green came out of the reeds at me and was like, hey, I'm hurt. Help me. I'd be like, no, fuck you. You're on your own. Yeah. I'd be like. <laughs> and I would drive away. Yeah. I would be like, and my clock didn't work. Nope. Realistically, Later. if anything anyone or anything came out of like a wooded section and was like oh my god I'm hurt I need your help I'd be like I'm gonna help you from the car I'll call call 911 we're gonna call 911 and then you are all on your own my friend and then you're on your own I'm not I'm not coming close to you I am not gonna touch you you're gonna kill me because you're gonna suck my blood and I don't yeah literally you're gonna murder me not in probably a changeling you're gonna always, take my it's soul always and a replace me, or the say, and that's my number one thing with anybody. Where I'm like, I don't know why you appeared here, and I'm not gonna talk to you. 
I refuse. No questions, please. So so there is a Weeblehead legend in Maryland that is super, super weird. And I have never seen anything on this before. They're called the egg people. Okay. And I would love to drive out to where they are. So this is in Pocomoke Forest, Maryland, which is toward the shore, the Eastern shore, which is where the uh, beach and shit is. So, okay. So Pocomoke is 40 miles Southwest of Ocean City, which is obviously near the ocean. So there was a settlement there called Stevens Landing. Back to the 1600s, there's been all these paranormal um, experiences people have in the woods and all this stuff. So there's a big tie between this area and seeing elementals, which are like non-human spirits. Some people call them fairies, goblins, whatever. There's like a big weird thing there. I do not. I love a good elemental. I really think they're wildly underrated. flip out if I saw one I just oh I'd lose my shit for sure but I have a lot of respect for them yeah yeah I would be like I'm so sorry and I will not bother you anymore like here's an offering (laughs) but I must leave so there's a historian who also gives tours there that said that on one of her tours they were taking pictures of the forest and four or five humanoid things with giant egg shaped heads came out and these were what she considered to be elemental now did anyone get pictures of them no even though they had their cameras out but okay, whatever. Um, she said they were like misty shapes and shadows. So in Wait, 19- so did she see like a specific she like saw four figure? humanoid egg-shaped head things come out of the forest and just stare at them, I guess. Maybe like, and maybe they made the electronics stop working. I okay, that's that. fair, but like definitely saw like a full actual figure. Cause you said misty like. So I'm like, did she, she see said a shadow? Misty- Hold on. She said actual misty shapes and shadows, which makes me think like shadow people, but there must have been some more light going on or with grace. the head or graves. Sorry. Oh, hate graves. I know you're scared of them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I went through like a, a Whitley Strieber thing a little while ago, and I wanted a copy of Communion that had the gray on the cover just because I wanted to have it. And I had to be on eBay, and I wasn't like thinking about, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, that's like a price. They sent me a fucking box, their whole stock of that book. So I have like 15 copies of communion with a fucking alien face on it. I opened the box and screamed. <laughs> like, like, what? That's a fucking nightmare. You can yeah. send me one if you want. Oh, I'm definitely going to send you one. I put them on the highest bookshelf because I don't fucking look at it every day. It's a getaway for me. They're so scary. Okay. So 1965 is our first egghead sighting. This is funny to me because it's such like a Maryland uh, thing to do and it makes, it's gross. So these dudes were in Somerset County and they went to what they called a beer blast at the Purdue Poultry Farm. And for God knows what reason, kids in this time and this era used to fucking go drink in the area where the farm dumped all the faulty eggs. So imagine the smell. That is disgusting. Did any of the eggs, like, were any of them intact still? Did they maybe, like, throw them? And we know that, like, on factory farms, like, it's not just the eggs. It's the male chickens that they, the baby male chicks that they grind up. So there's, like, half-dead chickens and rotten eggs. And the kids were like, this is the perfect spot. Despite the fact that you kids live near the fucking ocean, you decided (laughs) to go to the chicken farm dump to drink beer. Yeah, that wouldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I would never. I've done a lot of stupid shit, but that would be a hard pass. I would throw up. Yeah. For, for sure. Anyways. So they're drinking beer in this egg dump and their dogs start to bark, which is these poor dogs. Your fucking dogs are probably out there eating egg shit dumpings and dead chickens. And So they saw four or five egg people with white glowing giant egg shaped heads come <laughs> rise out of the egg dump. Like, <sighs> they spawn in there that's what kind of this is like I feel like that's what they're implying and then there was an egg people flap around two to three weeks around Halloween of 1968 they were never seen again ew let's hope they don't come back because I bet you they smell like shit smell like shit they're probably the stinkiest motherfuckers you can ever imagine and I just don't think elementals would be in the 
egg, the faulty egg dump of the Purdue chicken no. farm. I, I think the elementals have way more respect for themselves and they would yeah. not rise out of fucking chicken carcasses and like rotten eggs. And like these dudes that saw this, they have to have been born like late forties at best. So they're still alive. So I'm like, if somehow you guys come across this, I'm going to need you to contact me immediately. We should just, we should see now. if we can get on a zoom call with them. We're like, So what's <laughs> up with that? Literally make my life. I'll be like, I will fund an egg people museum right here well it's also like i just want to know why the fuck you guys hung out in a rotten egg patch <laughs> explain yeah. that to me and it wasn't like oh one night we decided to go there it was like this was a normal thing for you you just thought this was the like place i to be? Was a whole in ocean. the town that i grew up in mm-hmm. there is in hampton new hampshire there is a wall that goes along North Beach that's like kind of like a, a wave breaker so that when the tide gets really high, if the water's really rough, it doesn't splash over into the houses. Mm-hmm. And when I was a teenager, and I'm pretty sure kids still do this now, uh, we used to sit on the wall instead. Um, oh, I can't. Hold on, wait a minute. Something's happening. Please enjoy this brief music break while Kenzie deals with the fact that her headphones just died. (laughs) It's trying to find Weeble Head Erotica to read and tell you. No! God damn it, Sarah! The worst part is that no matter what we're talking about, I find it so easily that so many people... Ugh, okay. I'm just gonna read the title of this one. It's called It's called Donuts and Desires. No. Guys, get please don't get help. Please don't do okay. it this time. So I said um we forgot to talk about our sponsors. So this week, uh, as we are very professional, we'll talk about them at the end. We love yeah. them. I posted on my Instagram this week. I was wearing my Strangeology Fresno Nightcrawler shirt. Of it's him, I don't know if you saw that mm-hmm. he, he posted um, our show in his story. I was like catching up on my podcast, listening to Manic Pixie Dream oh Girls. And I replied on our Instagram and I sent him a heart and he was like, just got to the Pukwaji erotica. And I was like, it's awful. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that. Oh, he's wonderful. I, just a reminder to everybody on here oh, that the erotica is all Sarah and not it's just me. me. It's and all I my don't like it. And Sarah loves it. It's so gross. It's so it's gross. So gross. And I just can't fucking believe that someone took this is such a problem. <laughs> this has okay. been a really good week for us. It's really been. It's okay, like so how many things can go wrong? A lot. Um, so okay. The Pukwaji erotica was truly upsetting for so many reasons but that's okay uh so we love strangeology i usually wear a strangeology shirt but they are in the washer because i wore my nightcrawler shirt yesterday um all his stuff is awesome go look strange.ology on instagram True. and then who else should we talk about danner danner's this oh i can forget okay Danner and um, Mothman Mike wrote a book called Mothman Learns the ABCs. And I meant to bring my copy down and like hold it up, but it's so- You can so... grab mine. It's literally like yeah, 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 grab away. it. Hold it's on. so cute. It's the cutest thing ever. It has a bunch of little inside jokes um, for like cryptid people. And it's such a cute way. Look, here she comes with it. It is such a cute okay. way to get your kids into cryptids. It's freaking adorable. Danner's it is so cute. wonderful. And I was saying it has like all kinds of- the little like easter eggs for adults to find too like cute I also just like stuff. love how many cryptid oh. friends are in it too so cute wait look there's vegetable man right there I still I listen I read this I don't know what it is so I'm in the dark about vegetable man mm-hmm. eventually someone will have to fill me in but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know so Dan looks like um, a piece of celery Conjure Dust underscore designs. His stuff is awesome. He just came out with these really, really cute postcards of Mothman and like different um, West Virginia sites that I'm like about to purchase actually because they're so cute. I love it. And then I think we talk about Cryptid Comforts a lot because everything yeah, we do, makes we love Lisa. so cute. I'm obsessed. 
And she's I just ordered stuff from her shop and she messaged me and she was like, Oh, I'm sending you some goodies. And she said she's working on our bat boy. And if it goes well, she's going to make one for each of us. (laughs) I'm so excited. Love it. Um, I hope he has little sharp teeth. Yeah. Because if he doesn't. I don't know if they would actually be sharp, Sarah. Oh, I have something very creepy I'm going to do if he doesn't. So, okay. Excuse me? I have all of my um, 12 year old's teeth from that he has lost. Oh, you just gonna put them on there? I'm gonna file them into points. Okay, and then I'm gonna glue them in there. I wasn't that weirded out when you were like, I'm gonna put his teeth on it because I make jewelry with teeth. (laughs) Yeah, this is a tooth that doesn't belong to me. I don't know whose tooth this is. It's someone bad, I'm sure. But filing it, that's a little odd. Why? It makes it more realistic. Well, you have to be careful because that like bone dust can give you cancer. Really? (laughs) But you're not supposed to drill bones and stuff. Fine. Just be careful. Wear like a, wear one of your hospital I'll wear my respirator. Yeah. And so I'll be out in the yard in the neighborhood. I'll be like, what are you telling my teeth? What are you doing? Yeah. Probably because my neighbors are exactly the age that they would have been drinking at the Purdue chicken farm. So I'll just start accusing. I'll make wild accusations at them. <laughs> and that'll teach them to ask me what I'm doing. Yep. So that's Should have minded your business, Cindy. Should have minded your business, ma'am, sir, and all of your weird adult children. <sighs> Anyways, so I guess our conclusion to this is going to be that uh, we have learned, and this was really like, I had never heard that term before, um, the pejorative term that we learned. Yeah, and yeah, it either. is clearly a very hateful, uh, negative term from what I'm reading good but if we're wrong and if it's something that has since been reclaimed and that particular group of people uses the word I would love to know more about the history of it because I think it's very interesting I'd never heard of it so for our part since we are not part of that group I would say um, it's probably safer to use weeple heads when referring to this cryptid yes until you know maybe we'll learn more about it but for me i'm kind of like yeah not nice so rather not use something that's derived from a slur like a racist slur yeah we learned about hydrocephalus that it makes Mm -hmm. you pee yourself and now i'm gonna look up see i did not know that it makes you pee yourself um Mm -hmm. that makes me sad that sucks does it just make you like have extra liquid in your body in general no it's like it whatever lobe of the brain it can push on causes like incontinence issues oh, okay um and it's kind of like like you can get like the brain swelling from like injuries or if we gave you the wrong type of iv fluid or something and your okay. cells swelled up and then you can have all these weird like it's crazy the stuff it can do to you so i'm just trying to look Ooh. up medical terms for queef so i can oh. make my professional email <laughs> Oh, that's stupid. So it's literally just called vaginal flatulence. That's boring. It needs its own, it needs its own word. But then um, people also ask, what is it called when a fart comes up the front? So we will actually address this on our live right now. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Don't use the term and heads let's change it to weeble heads mm-hmm. and or wobble um, heads or wobble heads or weeble wobble heads you can call them all of those things but we don't want to like be icky with our terminology yeah so we've all learned something this week yeah uh, don't drink at the chicken dump please don't please please do not do not do it that is you anyway. will smell like eggs for a long time what are we doing next week Give me a hint because I don't remember. I don't remember either. We're doing something. Something. We'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out next time. And um, if there is any ghost flatulence or otherwise on this episode, we will be fully investigating. Yeah. Also, subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. (laughs) I'm not thanking you fuckers yet. Subscribe to our Patreon because we have all kinds of different things we will do. And I'm a little jealous that everyone's subscribing to Bigfoot Society and Strangeology's Patreon, but not ours, because we will actually talk to you on the phone and send you postcards. And I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So come join us. Come hang with Sarah and I. Come join us. 
so that someday I can buy a ring light that is not currently on a UPS box. My ring light broke last week, so I need to buy a new one too. Yeah, please fund our operation. Fund our operation. (laughs) We will send you our socks if you want. I'm not above it. If you want my stinky socks, I will wear them all day. You gotta go stomping around the the chicken farm. Yes, I'll go stomping around (laughs) the fucking chicken farm. Like, no problem. But people get at me. No probs. Socks for you. All right. So, anyway, bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thanks. (laughs)